Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right, all right. This is uh, Watchman on the Wall. Watchman on the Wall, End Time Global Link Ministry. This is Elder G. Bazaar calling on you to give me your ear. By the grace of God, give me your ear. I got some good news, some good news. Good news, Jesus Christ. What's the good news? Jesus Christ died 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago. This is good news, honey. And when he died, on the third day morning, he got up out of the grave on his own power, on his own power. And by getting up on his own power, that means he, he was God Almighty in the flesh. That was God Almighty resurrecting his son. He had the power to re-enter into his body and give himself a glorified body and pay the penalty for one thing, one thing that he came to die for. He came to die for the sins of the world. My God, my God, he died on Calvary's cross for the sins of the world. That's good news. That, that's better than news than ABC, NBC, CNN, ooh, you name it. That's good news that man can be delivered from sin. Man can be saved by the burial, the death, and the resurrection of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And let me tell you something. The power of the cross has never, never lost its power. It's got the same power that it had 2,000 years. It's got the same power today. It will have the same power through eternity. But let me tell you, you only got a short time, amen, to be influenced under this power. And that's the power of the Holy Ghost. This is Elder Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. I'm going on down there into Atlanta, Georgia. On Block Tower Radio, Elder, Elder Derek Oliver is my co-host, and he is sponsoring me, amen, to be on Block Tower Radio to preach this gospel because time is winding up. It's getting closer and closer each and every day, each and every hour, each and every year. We're living in the last days, my friends. This is Elder Bazaar. Amen. I ain't preaching this. I ain't preaching this gospel to make a name for myself, man, because there's only one name. No man is above the name of Jesus Christ, because the Bible said, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, that he died 2,000 years ago. He's been gone for 2,000 years, but before he left this planet, 2,000 years ago, he said, I will come back. I'm definitely going to come back. I'm going to have to come back. I need to come back because the world is on its last leg. The world is on its last leg. The world is in intensive care now. We're living in an evil, evil day. This is a dog-eat-dog world. Men have lost their mind. Men have lost their minds. Men today are not trusting in the Lord. They're not trusting in, in, in the Holy Spirit. They're not trusting in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. They're not trusting in but one thing, and that's their self, the world, the devil, and everything that Satan has to offer you. They're worshiping that. But the Bible tells me, woo, listen here, Jesus Christ told Nicodemus, except the man be born again, except the man be converted, 
except a man be redeemed, except a man have a change of heart and a change of life and a change of 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 of, of, of the way he thinks who God is and what he is and what he's going to do. But I'm here to tell you now, Jesus Christ is God Almighty. Woo, I don't tell you nothing else. Jesus Christ is God Almighty in the flesh. God became man, suffered for the sins of man, crucified, died, put in the grave, and on the third day morning he got up, and he got up with all power in heaven and earth in his hands. This is what the gospel is all about. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about the big programs that you can have. It's not about recreation. It's not about how much money you got. It's not about that. The gospel is about the salvation that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ brought to this earth 2,000 years ago. And I'm so glad he came because if he wouldn't have came, Brother Bazaar would be the candidate for hell itself. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. And because of the fall of Adam and Eve, man fell under the bondage of sin, and now man needs a redeemer. And the only redeemer that I can name from here to eternity, I cannot go on the other side of eternity and find no other person other than the name of Jesus Christ. Because he said, I am the beginning, and I am the and I am the first and the last. I am the Alpha and Omega. I'm here to tell you now, God is good, and he brought salvation through his son. Why don't people want to get saved? You know why they don't want to get saved? Because they love sin. They love sin. They love the way they're living. They love to uh, uh, do the things that they want to do. But see, when you become a Christian, amen, there's a turning point. There's a turning point in your life, and that turning point is turn away from sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And what is sin? Sin is what? Any man knows to do good and does it not to him the sin. Any man that breaks the law of the Ten Commandments is, a, is, is, is sinning. Amen. The Bible tells me if you have respect to person, you sin. The Bible tells me if a man say he loves God, Woo! And hate his brother, he's a liar. And we know a liar, amen, has no no presence in the eyes of God. God cannot tolerate lies. Sin is anything that's not like God. I can put it that way. Sin is anything that's not like God. And God is love. God is righteous. God is mercy. God is good. God is forgiving. God is long-suffering. God is what? God is who he say he is. And that is the love of God that passes all understanding. So I'm telling you right now, if you want to be in the image of God, you've got to have God's love. And God's love can only come by the birth, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When Christ came down here and died for your sins and gave his life up, he gave it up so that he could live. Woo! That Jesus Christ can live inside of you. Amen. That you can be a spitting image of the holiness of God. God loves you so much that he was willing enough to give up his throne in glory. Come down here and suffer. They beat him. They crucified him. They nailed him. They whipped him. They spat upon him. They kicked him. He didn't say a mother's word. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Yes, they're going to slay him. They're going to kill me. I'm going to lay down my life because I got power enough to lay it down, and I got power enough to pick it up, and I receive this of my Father. 
I'm here to tell you now, you don't have to go to hell for nobody. Amen. If you want to go to heaven, you're going to have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You're going to have to repent of your sins. You have to repent of all the sins, and you can't name all the sins that you done done, but Jesus Christ knows them all, and he died and was crucified and came back from the dead because what? What did he do? He paid. He paid the price for sin, and the price for sin was that he would have to die, and since he died and came back from the from, from the grave, now you can have eternal life. You can't work your way to heaven. Huh? You can't pray your way to heaven. You can't give your way to heaven. You can't shout your way to heaven. You got to be born again. You got to be washed in the blood. And I'm here to tell you this evening, this morning, this afternoon, get ready. Because the king is coming back to this earth. He has to come back because it won't last too much longer. We see the condition of the world, earthquakes, pestilence, diseases, killing and murder and rape. We see all these church folks that's going to church, going to church, and they ain't living like nothing. They ain't living like nothing. They have a form of garden, but they ain't got no power. They don't love nobody. They have a form of garden. They don't love nobody. They just talking about they know Jesus and don't know Jesus. Amen. Because when you know Jesus, I, one thing I know, you know Jesus through what? The birth, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when Christ comes into your life and change your life, by faith, you can receive the love of God. The love of God is a proof, the loving proof that you know who God is. And when you love God, you're going to obey God. You're going to say, Lord, what would you have me to do? Lord, I want to be a servant for you. Lord, I want to be a witness for you. Lord, I want to serve you that men, women, boys, and girls can see the life that I live through Jesus Christ, that they'll want what I want. But many times a day, you don't see too many people living like Christ. And a lot of people, you know, you got the, you got the, the humdrum. Oh, you can't do it like Christ. You can't do this and you can't do that. Oh, come on. Get off. Quit, quit riding your little horse. Jesus Christ got all power in heaven and earth in his hand. And he can save anybody, anybody that he feel like saving and want to be saved. He can save you from sin, death, hell, and the grave, that you don't have to live like the raw-headed, blue-foot devil. Because the devil is going to lose his mind. Satan is on his way out of here. But I thank God that I'm able to preach this gospel. And maybe somewhere down the line, some. Maybe somewhere down the country road, amen, Some, somebody might be listening to the radio now and listen to the word of God that's coming from the word of God that they make it, may be saved. You don't have to go to church to be saved. There's a lot of people going to church ain't saved. There's a lot of people don't, don't, don't have no church affiliation, but they, they can be saved. Amen. Jesus Christ is saved, not the building, not the preacher, not the deacon. Amen. Going to church don't prove you saved. Come on, get off of that. Get off that high horse. The Bible said, fail not to assemble yourself together for a matter of some years, for we know that the day is approaching. We go to church to hear God's word, listen to God's word, and, and understand God's word, and prepare ourselves to meet him. Because if you're going to meet him, guess what? If you're going to meet him, if you want to meet him, you're going to have to meet him in the air. And if you don't, if you don't know who Jesus Christ is in your life and be changed from come out of darkness to the marvelous light, guess what? When the rapture occurs, when the rapture occurs, you're gonna be left here. You're gonna be left here stone 
dry, stone dry. You're going to be left here, and you're going to have to face the ultimate, ultimate Antichrist. This is the last Antichrist that will hit the earth. And there are many Antichrists now, but the main one is going to come. It's going to be the instrument of Satan. It would be a man that come on this earth, which is alive now. And when the devil, amen, when the devil do a miracle, fake resurrection through this man that's on the earth now, I want you to understand this now because I don't want you to get confused. There is a man on the earth now, capital N-O-W, now that's alive. And he's waiting for the main topic, the main instance, the main event that's going to happen pretty soon. What is the main event? The main event that's going to happen pretty soon is the catching away of God's people. God's people, not my people, your, not your people, but God's people, not no denomination. He ain't, uh, 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 no denomination, no Catholic, no Baptist, no Presbyterian. It ain't going to be like that. It's going to be those that have been washed in the blood of the Lamb <coughs> and have given their life to Jesus Christ. When the trumpets blow, Christ is going to rapture the body of Christ, his body, the the body that has been washed in the blood of the Lamb, the Lamb of God, the one that his blood was shed on Calvary's cross, the one that came to this earth 2,000 years ago, the one that was laid in the manger, the one that was in, in Jerusalem healing the sick and raising the dead, casting out devils, walking on water. I'm talking about the man of men, and that man is Jesus Christ. God's man, God in the flesh. Woo, I can't dwell on that enough. God became man. That's what I'm trying to get to you. God is man in the flesh. What, 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 what's the name of the man? The man's name is Jesus. Jesus means Savior, and Christ means anointed. God manifested himself in the flesh. Seen of angels, justified by the Spirit, received up in the glory, and coming back again to get the body of Christ, which is worldwide, which is a universal church. There's people saved all over the world right now. They're saved behind the iron curtain. People saved in prison. People saved in the mental institution. People saved in the street. People saved in, in, in the lowest part of the earth. Everywhere, all nationalities, all colors of skin, God is saving people today. Hallelujah. Your church on the corner is not the only place uh, people are saved. People are saved in awesome places behind the iron curtain being slaughtered because of their faith. Lord, yes, it is. Let me tell you something. You ain't the only one on earth, amen, that God knows. God knows everybody, and he can save anybody. And guess what? Because we, we are nobody, and by us being nobody, Jesus Christ can make us somebody, and that is make, make us a son of God. I am one of the sons of God. Not the son of God, but one of the sons of God. Because I got a lot of brothers and sisters all over the world, nationality, Jew, Gentile, um, Spaniards, all Indians. Oh, my God. There's over 70 nations eh, up on the earth right now. And out of all these nations, God is saving people. Saving people. What? By the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
And that's the church. That's the universal church. That's God's church. That's the one that's been bought with a price, sealed with the Spirit, and what? We're going to be soon received up in the glory. Amen. We will be covering some, some, some titles today. We know down through the years I've been preaching this year gospel for 50, almost 58 years. Amen. I, I haven't changed one bit from the get-go. Amen. I'm not after money. I'm not after fame. I'm not after a pat on the back. I'm after souls and men. I'm trying to convince all those that listen, trying to convince to you, you need a Savior. You need a Savior. You need Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord and Savior. You need Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in your life so that you can go to heaven. Ha! Free. Heaven don't cost me a dime. It was the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. That was shed on Calvary's cross. And when I gave my life to him, I've been saved ever since then. I ain't lost my salvation. Ain't nobody took it away from me. The world didn't give it to me. The world can't take it away. Quit going around here talking about you saved Monday, Tuesday, and then not saved on Thursday and Friday. If you saved, Christ saved because no man can pluck you out of the hand of God Almighty. So what we're going to do today, amen. I see that my brother's in. Amen. He came on in. Ooh, praise God because I need him for his input from the Word of God because if he if he's not talking from the Word of God, I can't use him. Mm-mm. And if I can if I'm not talking from the Word of God, he can't use me because we on the same frequency. Ooh, we both are filled with the Holy Ghost, and what we're after, we're after souls of men. We're trying to convince man there is a judgment coming, and this judgment is not going to a bingo parlor, not going to the gambling casino, not going down to Mary Lou's house, and not going across the street, and not going to no football. This is real. There's a judgment coming, and it's soon to come. It's up on us right now. We cannot escape it. We can't stick our head in in, in the clay and say, oh, I don't, think the Lord, I don't think the Lord's coming back this early. No, it ain't. It's late. Amen. Just because you are right. 15 or 16 or 17 years old, you think you're going to live a lifetime? Ooh, time is too short. Amen. Because the people that's born today were born in the last day. I was born in the last day. What is the last day? The last day is the beginning of the end. When did the beginning of the end start? The beginning of the end started in 48. 48 was the year in which Israel, oh, look at here, look at here. Israel became a nation. And the Bible says, Jesus said, the prophet says, before Christ ever comes back to this earth, and before the rapture ever come, uh, occur, the Jews got to be in the land. What do you say? I say the Jews got to be in the land. Where are the Jews today? The Jews are in the land, and they're coming back every day. They're coming back. You know why? Because they want to meet their Messiah. Uh-oh. There's something wrong somewhere. Because this Messiah that's coming up is not the true Messiah. It's the false Messiah. And the Jews believe that this is their Messiah because Jesus told us, woo, 2,000 years ago, he said, listen, you Pharisees and Sadducees and you, you publicans, he said, look, if I come in my father's name, y'all won't receive me. And for 2,000 years, the Jews, 2,600 years, the Jews have not received Christ. And now, he said, when, if somebody else come in their own name, y'all going to receive me. Who's coming in somebody's name? The Antichrist is coming in his own name. And since he's coming in his own name, the Jews said, this is what we want. This is our Messiah. 
and we're going to do something for him. We're going to build a temple. We're going to go back to the old sacrificial offering. We're going to do some great things to bring this Messiah into the world. Well, I got some news for you. The Antichrist is already on this earth, full grown, and he wasn't born in the manger. He wasn't wrapped in swaddling clothes, but he's here on the earth, and he's going to claim that he is Jesus Christ, and the Jews now is making a big preparation to bring do what? They are planning to build a temple. They are planning to build a temple. Listen to me, church folks. Listen to me, preacher. You, you, you've been to seminar. You've been to a Bible school. Don't you know that the Jews are going to be in the land when Christ comes back, when the rapture occurs? Don't you know the Jews are going to influx into the land, and they're going to build a temple, which they already already doing? They're getting ready to build it. And by them getting ready to build it, that's, that's warning the church right now. Get ready, church. Get ready. Let's go home. Good God Almighty, I'm not, I'm not in no hurry and going to see Jesus, but let me tell you, if he could come today, I wouldn't hesitate. <laughs> I wouldn't back off because I want him to come. I'm looking for him to come. I, I, I love him so much. He done brought me a long way, and I'm able to preach this gospel, and that's why I'm preaching it, to warn you, to warn those that have a form of God, but they ain't got no power. They're living a hypocritical life. And that hypocritical life won't get you there. You've got to be born again. We'll be coming from a little bit of the Antichrist. The 144,000 Jews, which are getting ready to preach the gospel. We got Russia and Israel, which is on the on the prowl. Putin is getting ready to do something. Amen. He's not playing pinochle with nobody. Amen. This is the devil's plan. Amen. Through to Putin and Gog and Magog to do what? They're planning to capture Israel. They're planning to take over Israel. They want the Middle East. That if you get to the Middle East, you can practically control the whole world, and Putin's planning that, and the world is looking at, oh, this is just a little bit of Bible prophecy. There ain't nothing to that. That's a line wonder. He's getting ready. Ukraine is being devastated. Why? Because Putin says, I want the Middle East. I'm going to get the Middle East. That's what he thinks, but God is going to stop it. We're going to talk about the 666, the computer chip. It's on, it's, it's on the market. People are using it. We're talking about the two wickedness. The two wickedness getting ready. We're talking about the return of Christ. We're talking about the, the 28th judgment that's going to come upon the earth. And when it comes upon the earth, it's going to be devastating. It ain't going to be no hanky-panky. It's not going to be just a choir singing. It's going to be people falling on their knees because we see all the catastrophe that's going on in the world. California is turning into a mug bath. They tell me all over the United States, in all parts of the world, there's great catastrophic events are going on, and folks are losing their mind. Folks don't know what to do. People are trying to go into recreation, go into entertainment, and people are trying to gain the world, and they're losing their soul. But they don't realize the only important thing you got is your soul. Your soul is an everlasting, immortal being. Your soul will never die. What you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about your soul will never die. When you die the physical life, you have a life after this. This, this ain't all. Amen. There's a life of righteousness and there's a life of sin. And the majority of the world is choosing Amen. sin. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And he says those that accept Jesus Christ will never die. Oh, yes, I'm going to die physically one day. I know that. But after I die, I have another place to go. And let me tell you, it's a place, my God, 
if you can only just look at the 21st chapter and the 22nd chapter of the book of Revelation, it describes the place in which God has prepared for those that love him, and that's heaven. Oh, my Lord, you just don't know. You think you're having a party now? You think you're living now? If you don't know Jesus Christ, you're not living, but after death, after I die this physical death, I got another life through Jesus Christ to live with him forever. Amen. I want you all to continue to pray for me and Brother brother Joshua. Amen. We're trying to uh, keep this going on, keep the gospel going on, because there's nothing else I can do. I can't do nothing else but preach the gospel right now. Ooh, I'm a retired preacher. Amen. And the only thing I can do is preach the gospel. And what is, what is the gospel? Good news that Jesus Christ died, and he's coming back to get a church. Brother, brother, brother Jackson, come on, walk with me, talk with me a little bit. What's got on your mind? Hey, man, we can break this word down for us so somebody somewhere can hear the word of God and say, hey, man, I want that salvation. I want that salvation. I want the salvation that Jesus Christ brought. Hey, Amen. God bless you, brother. Hit the, hit, hit, the, hit the timber. Amen. Amen, brother. Go ahead. Your time. Hey, hey, okay, man. I didn't know if you can hear me or not. I've been on here for the past thirty minutes. Okay, okay, well you go ahead. Amen. Okay, brother, I so appreciate you. Make some noise, brother. Amen, amen. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. It was good to be back in the house of the Lord with the saints today. Amen. Give a word, amen. Judgment is coming, amen. That was the subject today. Judgment is coming. Amen, like the brother said. Yeah. Amen. And, and the conclusion is, what have you done for Christ? That's the conclusion. Come amen. On. That was my message today. Amen. I want to talk to you all about, amen, what are we doing daily for Christ? Amen. That's a real question. Come on. What are you doing daily? Come on. Uh, in your salvation for Christ. Because Come on. Uh, uh, let me read to you. Let me share some scriptures with you. Amen. Go ahead. Going over to the book of Ecclesiastes. Amen. Let <laughs> me make, make some room on my desk. Kind of got a little mess here. Remember, I want to make some room. All right. Amen. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, got you covered. The 12th chapter. 12 chapter. Woo! Mm-hmm. I want to go to verse 8. Amen. Let me see if I can get that, brother. Amen. Oh, yeah. There we go. Trying to get that. Working my way that way. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I, I didn't know if you could hear me and that I was on here. I was like, well. Yeah, I, I know, heard you uh, one time put... you went off. Yeah. Okay. You I, know, I know they probably put me in the queue. But I didn't know if you could hear me. Amen. But the sound is good. Amen. Amen. So the, uh, while I'm looking for this, amen, I try not to use my uh, <laughs> computer. I like to read from my Bible. Amen. All right. The, the, you know, there we go. Finally brought it up. All right. Ecclesiastes, the 12th chapter, verse 8. It says, Vanity of vanities. Said uh-huh. All is vanity. Amen. All and right. So when I was reading this, brother, and when you, if you read verses 9 10 right behind verse 8, the spirit in you 
Spirit of God with the Scripture will make you ask a question. Was this a preacher talking about Solomon, or was this Solomon himself talking about himself in the third person? Amen. And that's what came to my mind. Right. Amen. This really sounds like his Solomon sounds like he's talking about himself. Amen. Well, what Solomon uh-huh. was simply saying with the word vanities, what does that mean? Vanity means empty, futile, short-lived. That's what it represents. And what he was saying is everything is meaningless that is outside of Christ, outside of God. Come on, preacher. So what, Come on. what he was saying was that he looked, Solomon began to look back at his life. Remember, Solomon, uh, uh, he was for God in the beginning. Remember, God blessed him. Amen. He said all he yeah. wanted was wisdom. And instead of asking for riches, God said, you know what? Since you didn't ask to be rich or anything else, I'm going to bless you with wisdom. And with all that wisdom, so you got to understand, this wisdom can go both ways, amen, because you have worldly all wisdom right. and you have wisdom that comes from God, spiritual wisdom, amen. And what, all right. what uh, Solomon had, he had wisdom on both sides, but he had wisdom of the world. He had knowledge of the world. He was so intelligent, so wise that he begins to use his wisdom for the wrong thing. He used, and we can sometimes we're like that. We can use our gift for the wrong thing. Amen. Like Come like on. me and me and the elder, if we want to make money, man, don't you know that I can get out here and become a motivational speaker and make tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> Come a on, month. Preacher. Oh man, yeah. y'all think I'm playing. Y'all y'all <laughs> y'all think I'm playing. I'm serious. If we want to make a lot of money and become rich, all we have to do is transition to motivational speakers. In fact, I saw on, an advertisement the other day that was saying that they need they need motivational speakers so bad, it's, it's just sponsored. That's a shame. And so basically, if you want to, we want to make money, instead of doing this, amen, we go become motivational speakers and make tens of thousands of dollars a month. But instead, we chose to use our gift for God. I ain't getting no money. Yes, yes, amen. Sir. What what. Amen. amen. What what little we get at the churches, amen. We are grateful for it. I'm grateful for it, amen. But it ain't a lot of money, amen. It's certainly nothing compared to what I could be making if I became a motivational speaker, amen. But Come I on, chose this, uh, this path to walk for God and with God. This is what I chose. This is what the watchman on the wall, Elder Bazaar, chose, amen. And so back amen. to Solomon had looked back at his life. And saw what he used his gift for. And he was sending a message to the youth. To the youth. He was saying to the young. Amen. He was saying, whatever you do, whatever God bless you with, don't forget God. Don't ever think you're back on God. Amen. I got some scriptures. Amen. To to show you. I got a little time. I want to share some scriptures. Let's go with Ecclesiastes, the first chapter. I want to show you something. Ecclesiastes right. 1. Hey, man, what verse is it? I think it's 1 and... If I got it written down somewhere. Ecclesiastes, I think it's 1 and 18. Let's see if this. Yeah. 1 and 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 1 and 18. All it right. says, For in much wisdom is much grief. And yeah. he, had, he that increases knowledge increases sorrow. Amen. Sorrow. So we have to be careful about 
you know, gaining worldly wisdom, amen, because it can bring sorrow. Mm-hmm. It can bring, bring grief to us, amen, having all that knowledge, amen. And so Solomon had all his, you know, he was so, he had so many wives. He had so much, so much riches. See, he wasn't just rich just in monetarily, because a lot of times we think about riches, we think about money too much. Uh-huh. Don't you know that you can be rich in yeah. friendship? You can be rich in men or women. You could be rich in cattle, land, amen. So it was a combination of things that made him rich, not just one, mm-hmm. but a number of things. And the message that he was trying to send to you is at the end of everything, all that you do, we're going to be judged for everything that we do in this life. That's what Come on, Let me read some more scriptures. Verse 9, the 12th chapter, it says, And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge, yea, he gave good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs. Now, when I read that, I said, you know what? That sounds like Solomon's talking about himself. That's what it sounds like. Uh-huh. Hey, man, don't sound like. Telling that the son of Solomon was talking about himself. And if you if you look at what it says, a good he, it means to listen. See, when your parents tell you something and give you sound advice, you ought to listen. And the word translated listen means to understand. In other words, to grasp what they said to you. In other words, take what they give you and exercise it. Come That's on. what we have to do as the youth. We have to exercise it. Just like God gives us the word, God don't want you to just read the Bible and hear the preacher. He wants you to exercise his living, exercise good living for God. Because as you see what Solomon said, vanity of vanities, said the preacher, all is vanity. What he is saying is one day the cause that you have, the house that you have, the accomplishments on your job and in your life, how much money you got in the bank, is meaningless. The people who died yesterday, their money in the bank can't do nothing for them in the grave. Nothing. The house, the car, their education. That's why the Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and to lose his soul? It means nothing. Vanity of vanities, said the preacher. All Come on. is vanity. If you don't, if you don't start laying aside your treasures in heaven, all that you working for here on earth. I, I see people, great men, met great men that have made a lot of money. They high, lot high of money. prestige, lot of money. Man, that they rich. They rich not only in money. They rich in who they are. People know them. The the, the mayor knows them. That they're known by great men around the city, people who make money, people with high prestige. They got degrees and, and all these honoraries and all this stuff to go. They, they're even part of these secret societies we've been talking about. Did you all know, and I'm going to go back and do some more study and research. On, I, I, I um, did some, some more research on this about Solomon. I wasn't aware that Solomon, he, for one, he dealt with the Masons. He dealt with the masons. God told him, to "Look, see mm-hmm. men in the land that had knowledge. These were called, these were masons. These were masons. And because he had yes, a relationship sir. with the masons, did you all know 
that he he's responsible for a lot of the signs and symbols that the Masons use today in that little book that they carry around. Come so on now, come on, preacher, come on. Solomon was heavy because he he was so wise. His rich, he let his talent and his riches get above him. And we we all get yes, like sir. when we get to thinking, oh well, look what I've done. I've got myself these degrees. So we get beside ourselves. We set God on the side. And move God out the way once we get our degrees and our bank accounts get big on, and we get in these organizations and we reach all these accomplishments in life. And we begin to set God aside. And we begin to forget who God is. This is what Come Solomon on. did. He set God aside because all he had accomplished on the earth. But know that what he got didn't come from him. It came from God. God gave him the wisdom. That's what you got to understand. I don't care how talented you are. I don't care if you can play basketball, football, if you are active, if you are an entrepreneur, your intelligence, all that you are in your being comes from the most high God. And Solomon yeah. forgot that. But because because he was, you know, he loved God, he remembered who he was. He remembered his old age when he began to fade in life. Because come we on, all going to fade on. away at some point. He remembered yes, God, and it was a yes, blessing sir. that he came back to God. The reason why I say that is because you want to know why? Come on. Back then, there was no grace. They were under the law. So if you strayed away from God, you didn't have the Holy Spirit, amen, to bring you back. Because the Holy Come Spirit on, didn't dwell men back then like it does now. See, now yeah. once you become saved, you can't stray away from God because we have the Holy no. Spirit in us. But see, back then, they could stray away, and they had to. Come on. They didn't come back. Amen. They would be lost. But Solomon yeah. remembered. He remembered. That's why the Bible says, "Train up a child in the way he should go, for when he gets yeah. old, he shall not depart." So Solomon mm-hmm. came back to God. He came. He remembered, and he was just simply informing the youth: when you're young. Do all that you can and put God first. Don't forget first. God and who and who God is. And when you put God first, keep him first. Let me show you some scriptures. <laughs> Man, I got some. Come on. Can I, can, I, can I share these scriptures, brother? Go ahead, brother. All right. Go ahead, brother. I like that. He said, go ahead, brother. Let me share these scriptures. Watch this. Verse 10 of Ecclesiastes, the 12th chapter, says, The preacher sought to find out acceptable words. Other words, words that were delightful, words that were pleasing, words that were just right to be said. He used the right word. This was a talent and gift that Solomon had. And that which was written was upright, even words of truth. How many times do we forget who we are? When we Come on, preacher. How yeah. many times do we allow the world to dictate us and, and to, 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 to make us a strength? Amen. But Amen. because he wrote these things, Solomon began to remember. Let, let me share another scripture with you. Go, go to First Kings, the fourth chapter. I'm going to share something with you that Solomon did. Let me show you the talents of Solomon. First Kings, the fourth chapter, verse 32. Is that what it is? Yeah. Fourth All right. First Kings. It says, and he spake 3,000 proverbs. That's a lot of proverbs. 
That means he yes, had a is. lot of wisdom to write 3,000 proverbs. Brother, I don't think Woo-hoo. I have 3,000 sermons. I don't have that. He wrote 3,000 mm-hmm. proverbs. That's a lot of talent. And his songs were a thousand and five. There's a lot of artists in the world. I don't think they have a thousand and five songs. They might have Come on now. That's a lot of Come songs. on. That's Come a lot on. of music. Well, the point I'm making to you is Solomon was very, very talented. He was wise. He had this knowledge that God gave him. Amen? Yes, sir. Amen. I just want yes, to show sir. you that scripture, show you how talented he That's was. That's all right. And, and then what? Amen, brother. Thank you. And then watch this. I'm going to go to verse 11. It says, this is Ecclesiastes 12 and 11. It says, the words of the wise are as golds and as nails fastened by Come on, the mastery of a symbol. That's the word. Which are given from one shepherd. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. So the golds, what is the gold? It's a long, extremely sharp stick used to get an oxen going the way you want when plowing. In other words, it's to keep them in order, to keep them in line. And what he's simply saying here, Solomon, is that the words that he used were, were like like this, like a gold, long and extremely yes, sharp. Those yes, words, sir. they're like the words from your parents, your father, your mother, teaching you and telling you, son, do this. Son, daughter, do that. Don't do this. They're teaching you with their words. Last time, we don't want to hear what parents got to say. We, we want to do like, man, I don't want to hear. My kids are like that. Boy, my kids are something. They don't want to hear it. But we give them that because we love them, because we don't want to see them go astray and get hurt. Amen. So this is yes, why sir. we share this important information with them, because we want what's best for our children. Son, daughter, don't make the same mistakes that I made. Go this route. Mm. Amen? Amen? Amen. This is what Solomon is saying to us. This is what he's saying to the youth. And, and, and uh, watch this, verse, verse 12. Verse 12. It says, and uh, Ecclesiastes 12 and 12, it says, and further... By these, my son, be admonished of making, be admonished of making many books. There is no end, and much study is a weariness of the flesh. Amen. Come on, he's now. telling you. He's telling you what he's been through. He's telling you because of what he had. He had so much wisdom. When you wise, you're gonna study. Ain't that right, doctor? I know you. Yes, know. sir. When yes, God gives you a gift, you're going to study the book. You're going to study the Bible. What we do, we study the Bible. And it is weariness. Brother, I was up until 2 a.m. last night preparing my sermon. See, most people, see, see, if you ain't really about God, you, you don't really understand that. See, you got some folks out here playing. See, like I told them, because of who I am and my conviction and the Holy Spirit, I can't just give people just anything when I teach the word of God. Come on, preacher. I got to no, make sure can't. that it's right. If, if I don't feel right, brother, I can't sleep. I got to get up Let's out of my bed and finish my sermon. I got to make sure Amen. that my sermon is right. Amen, brother. I, Amen. I, just, I just can't do it. See, it's like a chef. Not a cook. There's a difference. See, a chef, he has a gift. 
He has a training. And when he prepares that meal, he's not going to just give you anything. He's got to make sure that meal's got to be the best before he set it down. Yes, sir. He want to make sure that that meal will be one that you're going to say is good and that you're going to remember. See, if Cook, he's just doing it because, you know, he just probably need a job. Hey, man. He, he, he just playing yes, around. But see, a chef, that's a whole nother level. And that's how we are when we're called to preach and teach the word of God. When God gives you a gift, you can't just put out anything. And this is what Solomon was saying. When we Come live on. for God and God yeah. calls us, we can't just put out anything. No, you can't. Amen. No, you can't. You got to put can't out do it. your best. Amen. You can't do it. The Holy Spirit won't allow you to. That's no, sir. the true men and women of God. Amen. Now, I'm going to read yes, this. I'm going to share some more scriptures with you. I'm going to be done. I'm going to turn it back over to the brother. I want to go Go ahead, brother. Uh, Ecclesiastes, the next verse. Ecclesiastes, the 12th chapter, verse 13. Watch what it says. It says, let us hear. Now, I told you before that here, we know in the Greek, translate to me, understand. Not just to just hear you, but when you want somebody to hear you, you want to make sure that your children is just not is not going through one ear and out the other ear. You want to make Come sure on. that your kids understand that they grasp what you said, they grab yeah. all of it, and they take action on what you say. He said, "Let us hear the conclusion." There it is of the whole matter. Right. See, I love this writing. Right. He said, "Now let us hear the conclusion." Basically, what he said to sum it all up: This is what I'm saying. He says what? Solomon said, fear God. I'm going to say it again. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. My Lord. All right. Do you know what Solomon was simply quoting? Do you know what he was saying? He was simply quoting the first commandment. Come on, preacher. Come on now, y'all didn't, y'all didn't Come on now. He was simply quoting the Bible. The Bible had already been the, the four, I mean, the, the, the Pentateuch and, and had already been written. He was simply reciting what God gave Moses on the mountain. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this Come is on, the whole duty of Do man. Me. It's Amen. called the Shema. Christ said it too. What did Christ say? He says, he says, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy might, yes. all thy soul. Yes. That's what he yes. said. And keep his commandments. This is our main respect. Then he says the whole duty of man. In other words, with all your mind, with all your heart, with all your soul, Come on. the whole duty, Come on. all your strength, all your being is what he's saying. Obey God and love him. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Amen. I got to stress some more scriptures. If I got a little bit more time. Go ahead. Amen. If I got go a little ahead, bit more brother. time. Amen. Go ahead. Deut- let's go to Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter. Eighth chapter. Amen. Eighth chapter. Come on now. Verses 16 through 20. Brother, you know, last this morning I was looking for this. Context and I preached on it so much I could not find it. But I was so frustrated. It took me about forty to forty-five minutes to find this this morning. I said, "This no, you got to be joking me." Took me forty to forty-five hours. Looked all through Deuteronomy, could not find this context. And brother, it was 
Brother, I sat here. I was so frustrated. Lord, I said, you got to help me with this. I got to find it. I said, I won't rest until I find this for my sermon tomorrow morning. Brother, I pray. And don't you know in the next minute, God, show me one word. You I got said, it. I you got it. I said, all I had to do 40 minutes ago was pray. <laughs> See, brother, we make stuff hard. God ain't hard. We make it hard. God is not we hard. Make it we hard. make it hard. That's it. All right, Deuteronomy, the 8th chapter, verses 16 through 20. Now, take in mind when I read this, put Solomon at the forefront of your thought when I read this, because this sounds just like Solomon. He, he was his youth. He was blessed. He was, he was King David's son. King David did the hard work. He had conquered all the kingdoms around Egypt. I mean, not Egypt. I'm sorry, around Israel. And they was at peace when his sons came into Jerusalem. Solomon had it made. And God said, Solomon, what do you want? Solomon said, I just want to be wise. Ooh, man. See, if God Come gave on. you a wish, what, what would you wish for? Lavas wish for money, millions, billions, trillions. I ain't going to tell them what we wish for. Solomon asked God for wisdom, which was wise of him asking for that. Because you want to know why? Yes, sir. His wisdom brought him riches. That's the point I'm making. The wisdom he asked God for, God give me wisdom. And it brought him what? All that he had, riches and, and all the glory that he had. Amen? All right. Deuteronomy chapter, verse 16. It says, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna? Amen. Who fed thee in the wilderness? See, God going to take care of you when you're in the wilderness, when you're going through, when it seems hard, when like like nobody's there. God going to take care of you. It says, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, and that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. That sounds just like a thing. See, when we're in the world, we're in the wilderness. We are in the wilderness. And God will bring you out of the wilderness with manna, with his word. He's going to bless you from on on high, from heaven. Yes, sir. Amen. He's going to bring you up. But what he's saying is, I want you to be humble. Well, God bless you. There's nothing wrong with being rich. nothing wrong with being wise and being knowledgeable, getting your degree. There's nothing wrong with that. But God is simply saying, be humble is all I'm saying. You got some folks. Thank you, Lord. You're like, you don't even know if they're the children of God. Like, boy, it's a child of God. They show is is arrogant. Amen. He said, be humble that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. That means, that last part of that verse means that so when you get old and God bless you to mature in age to get to your 70s, your 80s, your 90s, God will bless you with a long life. You can look back and say, all these years I've served God. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Amen. I wouldn't run. Thank you, Lord. I wouldn't running women. I wouldn't being conniving and being a thief and a rogue. I wouldn't serving the devil. I wasn't into witchcraft. See how Come it on, ties back to Solomon. See how it ties. See Solomon. He's straight from God. He let these women he got with. They got him all into witchcraft. All kind of <laughs> money, satanic stuff. Man, you better do. You better read that word and see what he was into. I was shocked. Yeah. I like, man, this was Solomon was into all this stuff. Yeah. I just told you 
Now Solomon, he, he he did a lot of stuff that's in masonry. He invented. He helped the masonry yes, outgrow. You know, so he helped put masonry. He helped set them in the direction that they are now. See how it's large and worldwide. Most of Come that on now. Solomon. All the secrecy and all the stuff that's sacred, Solomon did that. Only somebody that wise could have did the things that he did. Come on, preacher. Solomon was a wise. And there were some other things I'm not going to reveal to you right now. I'm going to let you study your own. There's some other things that they said that Solomon did that was dark and wicked and evil and, and nothing crazy. But I'm saying that there's some stuff that he did that served the devil that he did. Yes, he did. Solomon did yes, this. Yes, he did. David's son did this. But he came back to God at his latter end, and he realized he said, man, all these years, God blessed me with this, and I, and I made a mistake. I, I should have been serving God the whole time. He regretted it. He looked back at his life. God blessed him to live to be a, a maturing age man. He looked back and said, man, let me warn you, don't do that. Don't go this direction. Don't stray away from God. As the scripture said, to do good at thy latter end. Verse 17. Yeah. And thou say in thine heart, the Zaman is, my power and the might of mine hand hath got Come on. this Come on. wealth. No, it has not. God, the heavenly father, Yahweh on above, is uh, from above is the one that got you your wealth. We didn't do it. This that I have when I teach this word, this gift that I have when I go to church, and the people say, man, they enjoyed that sermon. Man, they, they, they tell me you have a gift. That those praises of the day, all glory go to God, not me. Yeah. I tell people yeah. all glory be to God. I have no reason or no right to sit there and boast and stick my chest out and say, well, thank you. Come because on, I preacher. studied hard and I did this and did that. I did that. No. No, I did not. I realize no, where my power and my might comes from. Amen. It's not of my hand, but by the hand of God. He blessed Amen. us to break down the word, to teach the word, and to go in depth of the word. He's blessed the elder to be so wise and with our listeners, brother, teach. And, man, this brother is deep in the Bible. That comes from God. God blessed this man with this wisdom and knowledge, spiritual wisdom and knowledge. He blessed me with my spiritual wisdom and knowledge to bring you this word, to break it down so simple that elementary kids can understand what I teach. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Now watch this. Verse 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power woo, to get wealth. Did you hear that? Come on. Come on. <laughs> he said, remember the Lord thy God. For it yeah. is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. Anybody, yeah. even if they don't serve God, even if they serve the devil. See, they see people, see the child, see how the devil is? The devil got you thinking that, that because you're rich, he gave you that. No, he didn't. Because where'd you get the talent? Where'd you get the gift to sing, to act? To do whatever it is, to make money, to be an entrepreneur, to be a businessman. All these wealthy businessmen, that knowledge came from God. And it comes from faith. Satan can't give you nothing. Hey, man. He can't, can't give, give you, you nothing. A hard time. Can't give you nothing. It came from God. 
Watch what the scripture says. That he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers, as it is this day. God is saying that I gave you your gift to glorify me. But as I told you earlier when I first started, vanity, vanity, all is vanity, as Solomon wrote. It's come on, preacher. To use your gift. I said that earlier. To glorify God of heaven. That's why he gave it to you to begin with. Come on, Your, your gift and all that you are is to praise God, like the, like the birds and the animals do. Amen? Verse 19. Amen. And it shall be, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God, and walk yeah. after other gods, oh, my gosh. Don't that sound like Solomon? And serve them and worship them, I testify against thee. In other words, that's a guarantee. Against you, this day that ye shall surely perish or be destroyed. Solomon began to perish. He, he, he went through a lot of things with them women, with them wives, amen? A lot of things that he suffered. Amen. He came back to God. He remembered his roots. He remembered the beginning. And I'm so grateful to God that he did come back to God because we get to see Solomon. Amen. Amen. To be with that brother and see him and walk with him and hold him. Amen. David, King. Yes, sir. Amen. We're going to get to that. Watch the verse. I got a few more verses. I'm going to turn. I got a few more men. I'm going to turn back to brother real quick. As the next the Lord destroyed before your face, so shall ye perish, because ye shall not be obedient, because ye would not be obedient. Amen. Unto the voice of the Lord your God. Amen. That's what it's saying. Amen. So if you continue to ignore God, say, oh, man, I don't need God. I've known people like that. And just go on and just ignore God. God will destroy. He'll bring you down to nothing. You'll perish. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read these last two verses. I'm going to give back on the Amen. Amen. If the brother will allow me, I'm, I'm sure I want to share three go ahead, verses. Go ahead. I got to get this out. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm, I'm going to finish up Ecclesiastes, the 12th chapter, verse 14. Now, watch what it says. Then I'm going to go back and get read the other two verses. Ecclesiastes 12, 14 says, For God shall bring every work into judgment. That's what <laughs> Solomon Come was on. simply saying. Solomon was saying, man, don't have to stand before Christ. With all your sin, and and you know better. Instead, live your long life for God. Amen. That's what Come I'm on. saying. Even though Christ is not going to condemn you, He still got to bring it up at judgment. What we said, yeah, what we saw, what we did, we got to give an account. Yes, sir. Our account, our accountability is our reward. Christ is going to say, yeah. Yeah, you did this. Come on, preacher. At this time." On this day, but I can't reward you for it. Who has the greater hurt? Me or Christ? I hurt. Because you want to know why? I knew better. I should have done what the, what the commandments of God said. That was the whole duty of man was to follow the statutes of God and not stray away or go astray in sin. Now I'll lose out on the reward. Who's going to feel bad? I'm going to feel Come bad on. because I just lost the reward. So Christ ain't got to condemn you. You It itself is going to condemn you. You're going to condemn yourself. Christ's not going to even say a word. He's not going to condemn you. He's just going to sit there and step and say, I can't reward you for it. But you're going to feel the condemnation because you need better. Lord, have mercy. 
Now, no, no. It says, yes. with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be oh, evil, Lord have yes. mercy. Let me share these few verses. I'm, I'm gonna Go ahead, up brother. Work with Amen. Back over to Deuteronomy 6 and 2. Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, verse 2. That thou mightest fear the Lord thy God. Keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee. Thou and thy son and thy son's son all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. That's the Shema. That's the commandment of God. Amen. Amen. Back back to God's first commandment. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy might. This is the commandment of God. Amen. Deuteronomy Amen. 10 and 12. Amen. 10 and 12. All right. Deuteronomy 10. I hope y'all writing this down and taking notes because, man, this is some stuff. It took me some time to put this together. Amen. Deuteronomy Amen. 10 and 12. And watch this. Again, the Shema, the, that, that number one commandment, the first, this is the first commandment. And now, O Israel, and now Israel, what do the Lord? Thy God require thee, Lord have mercy, but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes which I command thee this day for thy good. For who good? My good. Your good. It's for my good. Not for God, it's for you. It, it, in other oh, words, right. you have prolonged life. You have longevity right. of life. Yo, you gonna be blessed. Your children gonna be blessed. Your children's children's gonna be blessed. Lord, have look at that. God said, "I look at that. your territory." This is what yes, God sir. wants. To. God wants nothing more but for you to be rich. But yes. He wants you to not forget Him. See, it was mm. okay that Solomon was rich. That Solomon had the wives that he had. But God just simply wanted him, instead of letting the wives turn him, he, should, he wanted him to teach those wives about what? Salvation, about the God of salvation. These, about salvation. Do you know how, how much good he would have done? And this is what he realized when he got older. I could have did more good than bad. Lord, how much. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. brother, I, I'm through with it. I'm, I'm preaching to myself, brother. Man, look at this. Well, I gotta get that back. That's too much for me, bro. I gotta give it back to you, man. That, I have to, man, I always say, brother, if I can't preach to myself, I ain't got no business preaching to nobody else. Go ahead. Lord have mercy. Amen. God bless you, brother. Yes, sir. Live, I'm gonna be here living in the... Amen. You 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 brought it out. Vanity, 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 Lord vanity. Have mercy. Life is a vanity. Um, Solomon. But you brought up with Solomon, he had everything that a man could desire. Yes, and guess what? He said, he said I, I hated life. I hated life because all this I had. I had concubines. I had I had mules. I had gardens. I had horses. I had cattle. I, I had it more than any man in Israel. And he, he used it. And guess what? Guess what? Lucifer, Lucifer got in between. Him and God, and he yeah. turned away from God because 
of Lucifer's power. We we can't forget this old Slewfoot because he's a trickster. He's a he's a liar. He's a deceptive. And what what Lucifer can do, he can take God's goodness and twist it. He can take God's wisdom and twist it. If man let him twist it, then he'll go away from God. And Solomon found out that all that he had, and we got billionaires today. We got millionaires today. We got people that got money, and, you know, and, and even even did nothing for it. They just rich. And guess what? Their life. A lot of people won't believe it, but their life is miserable. It's miserable. I I don't have to be rich to find out how miserable you can get. I can see how miserable mm-hmm. they are Ooh, with all the riches that they have. They're never satisfied. Even they got That's everything right. they want. Because there's Come nothing on. in this world. There's nothing in this world. Do y'all hear me? I don't give you 15, 16, 17, 18. I don't give you 99. I don't give you 79. I don't give you 29. Mm. There's nothing in this world. Come on, uh, in the world, the, the world on the other side. There's nothing in this world that can satisfy your soul. Listen, Come on, I'll say it again. There's nothing in this world that can satisfy your soul. You preach and give you joy and give you peace and give you love and give you everlasting life and give you so much, amen, that you want to share to anybody that will listen because a lot of people don't want to listen about what Jesus Christ can do for your soul. He can give you everlasting life. He can give you everlasting love. He can give you peace. He can give you joy. He can give you something the world cannot give to you. Mm. And what the world can't give to you, the world can't take it away. But you know what the world wants? The world wants materialism. They want Come on, God. they, they want that, that recreation. They want that entertainment. They want a good old mm-hmm. motivation speech. They want to go out and <laughs> show their clothes and spend their money. They want to have a mm. party. They want to have a banquet. They want to have all kinds of worldly uh, entertainment. And when they get home, they still ain't satisfied. Some people go to church just to show off the clothes. Some people just go to church just to know that they're still alive. Some people, they ain't going to church to worship God because when you That's worship right. God, you forget about who you're around. You forget about yourself, and you are praising God. You are thanking God, and that's what church folks are not doing. They're not doing it. They hanky it around. They want to get ahead of somebody. They want to be better That's than right. somebody. That ain't church. That's competition. And the gospel is not competition. The gospel is salvation. From what? From what? From hell. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did I say something wrong? Wait a minute. No, I didn't say nothing wrong. Delivered from hell. From hell. Hell is real. Hell is authentic. Hell is everlasting. Hell is painful. Hell is gritting in this national peace. Hell is a place where you will never get relief. Hell is a place where you will have your memories, you will have your eyesight. Hell is a place that when you die, and if you go to hell, if you go to hell, you will regret that you didn't come to Christ. You will regret the rest of eternity. And Solomon, thank God for the love of God had for Solomon because Solomon was a great man. He was a great man because, number one, he, he was able to build the first temple for the Lord God Almighty. He was the first man to build the first temple. 
where God could dwell. Because at, at one time, God dwelled on mm-hmm. earth in a, 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 I don't know the size of the box, but they tell me it's called the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark, God Amen. dwelled in the Ark of the Covenant. He came down in pillows of fire. He came down in a cloud. He came down in lightning and thunder. And he dealt amongst the people of Israel to let, let them know that he was in their presence. And guess what? It was David that wanted to build an ark. They wanted to build a temple, and God said, David, you cannot build it because you're a man that said too much blood. I'm going to let your son Solomon right. build the temple. And Solomon mm. built that temple, and let me tell you, it was the most gorgeous yes. building on the planet. And by that, Solomon was God was pleased with Solomon, and he said, Solomon, what do you want? What do you want, man? He said, Lord, give me wisdom. Give me, give me, give me an understanding of what life is all about. And guess what? God gave it to him, and Solomon had an opportunity to try everything for me. He tried everything for the world to prove to you that materialism and the lust of the flesh and the power of life and everything that you think you can have to satisfy you will damn your soul. And people are going to hell because they're letting worldly pleasure and worldly Mm -hmm. money and worldly women and worldly Mm -hmm. parties and worldly drinking and worldly drugs, they let that damn their soul and be cast out to everlasting fire. But Solomon was warned at the end of his life as he laid on the bed. He said, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me, Brother Bazaar. Listen to me, Brother Jackson. He said, the whole duty of man. The whole duty of man. Nothing else. Here's the two things. The whole duty, W-H-O-L-E. Now, what do you want to understand, the W or the E? Let me tell you. The whole (laughs) duty of man is to fear God. And keep his commandments. If the world would do that right now, fear God and keep the commandments and humble themselves, the world could be saved in one split second. But the world said, no, I'm not going to do that because, number one, I'm my own God. I got too many other gods to worship. I got too many gods that will go my way. But see, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, the God of Bazaar, the God of, of, of Jackson, amen. This is the God of heaven. This is the real God. This is the true God. God is the spirit. Those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So what we got here, if Solomon already tried it, he had, what, 3,000 concubines. He had wives. He had music. He had, oh, what you talking about? He had theaters. He had gold and copper. He had gold, uh, copper mines. And guess what? He said, all this is vanity. Vexation of the spirit. He said, I mm-hmm. hated life because material mm-hmm. cannot satisfy my soul. It takes Jesus Christ. Right. He's the treasure of my oh, heart. God. He's the treasure of my life. He's the one that loves me more than I love myself. Nothing. He's the one. Listen, wait a minute. This, this, I he said, he's the only one that came down from glory. God himself manifested himself in the flesh, seen of angels, just fired by the Spirit. He brought himself all the way down here and planted himself in Mary's womb and brought forth a son, not just a normal son, but the S-O-N, the Son of God, 
the Son of God made flesh, dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory of the only begotten Son. He brought a treasure down here. How did he open up that treasure? Let me tell you something. There was no treasure open until he died. He died. He died, he died, and when he died, he opened up the treasure. He went down into the grave huh, and preached to those in prison and stayed there for three days and three nights. And on the third day morning, he got up. Mm-hmm. He got up out the grave with all power in heaven and earth. And if I want some treasures, if I want gold and silver, if I want anything, I'm going to have to come to the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because the blood of Jesus Christ is more precious mm-hmm, than my automobile in my garage. My, the blood of Jesus is more precious than my wife. The blood of Jesus is more precious than gold and silver. Oh, the, blood, the blood of Jesus is more precious than all the 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 the, the what you call what you call the celebrity that I can accumulate. If I put my hand mm-hmm, in God's hand, I got the best treasure that <clears throat> that the world that the world can't give it to me. And when Jesus came down here, man, he brought himself down here and he opened up that fountain that flows from Emmanuel's vein. And let me tell you, the old sinner, the old low down rotten sinner. And we all have sin, so we all were rotten. Uh oh. Uh, did I say something wrong? <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you what I'll do. I won't I won't say you rotten. I just said I was rotten. So I won't get your feelings hurt. But we all are rotten anyway. Amen. We all Amen. 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 We all got a, a knife and we we all have that's our it, own that's way. It. But let me tell you if Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah called out and he said, Woe is me. Well, I'm undone. I've done. I've got unclean lips, and I dwell unclean amongst unclean people. And then the Lord said, "What you want me to do?" I said, "He said, Woe is me! Uh, take them coals and put it on my tongue and cleanse my heart.' And let me tell you, if you don't need cleaning tonight, if you're a sinner, you need cleaning up. If you're a sinner and you low down, and low down means that you're a non-believer, because let me tell you what you what you're doing. You you're telling God to take his sacrifice and keep it. You tell him God that. And he came down here to die for you. He came down here to suffer for you. He came down all the way down. He didn't have to come down here. Nobody could arrest him. Nobody could take him to prison. Nobody could take him for vagrancy. Nobody could say, Lord, you, you ain't fair. God came all the way down here to save your... What you want me to say? Low down soul a non-believer, taking the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and count it as nothing, and taking the blood of Jesus Christ and stamping it under your feet. Can you realize 75% of the world to 80% of the world are lost? Don't you know we got 75% sinners to 80% sinners on the earth today that have rejected, denied, eliminated, trying to say God is dead. Some said he's crippled. Some said he's blind in one eye and can't see out the other. Some said he's on the other side of heaven and he came here. They're telling, they're telling God, you just ain't nobody. And yet and still, you want to live. You want to live the way you want to live and then die. Amen. Amen. You can't do that. You can't do it. You can't hate your brother and call yourself loving God. You'd be surprised how many church folks we got setting up in the pews talking about they love God and they hate the one that's sitting behind them. They resent the one that's sitting across from them. 
They're talking about each other. They have their favorite preachers. They got their favorite scriptures. They got everything favorite. But let me tell you, if you ain't got Jesus first in your life 110%, you can't do nothing for God. And God can't work through you with a whole bunch of junk tagging along with you. Don't you know what the Bible says in the last day? Listen to what it says in the book of Peter. Let's talk about Peter a little bit. Uh, Second Peter, third chapter. We're, we're, we're familiar with this. Third, uh, 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 second Peter, third chapter. Listen to this. It says, this second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure mind by the way of remembrance. Well, Apostle Peter is talking to the saints. Uh, 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 and writing to them and saying unto both, I stir up your pure mind, a saint of God, a real saint of God, a saint of God that's living for God, a saint of God that loves God. Have a pure mind. Very few people have a pure mind anymore. They call themselves saints of God. Why? Because God got a pure mind. Christ has a pure mind. And that Christ that mind that Christ had should be in your mind. And if you got the mind of Christ, amen, then you're going to think like Christ. You're going to love like Christ. You're going to act like Christ. You're going to treat people like Christ treated people. Oh, come on now. Y'all know I'm right. You don't have to hide behind a stone and act like you ain't doing that because we all all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He said, both which I stir up your pure mind by the way of remembrance. I'm going to let you remember this. He said that that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before the holy prophets. We are plainly told here that as believers, we must know and understand the Old Testament along with the New. Refer to the New Testament at the same time. The verse says that we cannot understand the New unless we first understand the Old. Listen to what it says, that you may step your mind mindful of the words which were spoken by the Holy Prophet and that the commandments of the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing Amen. this, check this out, knowing this, that there shall come in the last days. I mean, what the last days mean the last few hours, the last few years. What will happen? In the last days, what shall come up? Scoffers, walking after their own lusts, speaking of the times in which the, we now live. We're living in that time now. They scoff at what? They're scoffing at the cross. Do you realize many people in the church don't even identify the cross as the only way to salvation? They think it's works. They think they know how good you know about They think they know how much money you got. They think they know how much all this stuff, how you dress, right. how you can go to school and get a, a Ph.D. They think they have eliminated and tried to eliminate the cause because salvation comes before education. There's a lot of people that got good education, but they don't have salvation. And salvation is the first focal point of what? Any man, uh-oh, any boy. Any girl. Come on, Doc. Anybody. Their first priority is to make sure your soul, that S-O-U-L, brother, S-O-U-L, knows the God 
of the universe, the God of heaven, the God that lives, the God that became man, the God that became man and died on Calvary's cross and suffered and come up from the grave on the third. They don't have no acknowledgement of what power is in the cross, brother. Not double cross, not the red cross, not the blue cross. But I'm talking about the cross that Jesus Christ shed on Calvary's cross. This is what it says. It said, and walking after their own lusts, rejecting the cross. It says, fourth verse says, and mm-hmm. saying, this is what they're saying. This is what some church folks are saying. Why is the promise of his coming? Where is he? That's it? right. Why y'all been, sure you've been talking about this for 58 years. You've been talking about it for 30 years. You've been talking about it for 20 years. Hey, where is this so-called Savior? Where is he? Don't you realize Jesus Christ said, I'm coming back? Don't you realize that he said in the proper time when you see signs in the heavens, signs underneath the earth, when you see wars and pestilence in the mm-hmm. heavens, when you see killing and murdering, when you see child pornography, when you see homosexuals and trisexuals and bisexuals walking up talking about this is all right, God's approving. Don't you know what's getting ready to happen? God's not going to take too much of it. He, and let me tell you, I've only been here 78 years, and now I'm tired of it now. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing folks get shot. I'm tired of hearing folks getting raped and girls getting raped. I'm tired of seeing Come people on. Uh, get on this, this one idiot box and these women taking off their clothes, shaking all their boots right. and their behind. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of looking Amen. at it. Good God, I'm all. But one thing I'm not tired of, I'm not tired of preaching the gospel to let the people know these are scoffers. Amen. These are those that laugh in the, at the Christian faith. These are ones that's trying to deter the Christian. Don't you know Satan or knows that he ain't got no but a short time? He's going to get ready that's to be right. put in prison. Don't you know he's got to suffer a thousand years locked up? You don't know that, huh? But let me mm-hmm. say, the devil knows he ain't got nothing but a short time. He ain't got nothing but a few hours. And a few hours to God is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is a few hours. So the time between you and your time is different. Yeah, scoffers are laughing. We got people on TV laughing at Jesus, telling Christian jokes, telling church jokes, laughing and joking and playing around, thinking that this, this cross don't mean nothing. But listen, this cross can bless you or this cross can curse you. Woo. Amen. The Bible says, curse every man. Curse every man that's preaching another gospel. If you preaching another gospel, if you preaching, if you preaching, uh, 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 what you call it, uh, brother, what you call it, when you, uh, uh, you get up and make a speech, <laughs> you just make a speech. A motivational speech. speech. Uh, yeah, motivation speeches. We, that motivation <laughs> speech is, is, is going across you ain't preaching you ain't preaching you ain't preaching hell fire and there is a hell. Jesus Christ preached more on hell and damnation right. than he did on blessings. He told the Pharisees, whoa, he vipers, you hypocrites, you backbiters, you you criticizers. He said, Y'all, y'all Stop people from going to heaven, and you 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 won't take the load off of them, and yet still you ain't going yourself. We're living in an age now where people have determined and tried to terminate the Bible. They have tried to rewrite it. They have tried to reconstruct it. They have put it in the side door and said, oh, God didn't really say that. No, God ain't going to put nobody in hell. No, God is not going to put nobody in hell. You put yourself there. 
you go there yourself. Why? Because you rejected what? The only plan of salvation. This is what it says. And they're saying words of promise of his coming. For since the fathers had fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Amen. It's been 6,000 years, and man is still living on the earth. Man is still sinning. And people say, well, where is the promise? The fathers have fell asleep. What, what, what fathers? The fathers in the Old Testament, those Old Testament saints, and the New Testament have fell asleep. They're in the grave. These are the men that prophesied that what would happen when it comes. And they tell me it's here. And since it's here, people want to deny it. They want to hover under the cover. They want to uh, deny and say, well, like, I, I don't go to that uh, 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 that uh, 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 that church where they preach Jesus Christ died and rose on them and, and, and suffered on the cross. I don't I, I don't like that. I don't like that cross. And Paul said, this is what Paul said: preaching, preaching, preaching the cross to those that perish is foolishness. The world don't want to hear nothing about the cross because they're embarrassed. It took Jesus Christ to come down here and die for your low-down, rotten sin, your carnage sin, your lion sin, your drug sin, your sex sin, your backbiting. He came down here and died for you and gave his life for you. And you don't want to acknowledge that you are a low-down, rotten sinner. I've got to say low-down, rotten sinner because the Bible says sin is dirty. Sin is filthy. Sin is so stinking that I flies, I don't think flies can land on me. Because some people are doing some dirty things. Some so-called Christians are doing some dirty things. Some Christians that are Christians are doing some dirty things, and they think they're getting away with it. And I think the brother said there's a time coming when the saints of God is going to be judged at the judgment seat of Christ. When they're judged at the judgment seat of Christ, they're going to be judged for the works, whether it be good or evil, at the judgment seat of Christ. And he said those that are going to be doing the, the works of Jesus Christ will, go, will receive gold, silver, brass, and those that do the flesh, the world, and the devil, you're going to see hay, hay, stubble, and wood. And that's what's going to happen if you judgment seat of Christ. When the saints of God stand before what? Judgment. Judgment is coming, Amen. my friends. Judgment is coming as sure as you're born. Yeah. You can take me down, and I told you before, I love every one of you out there. I love those that's listening. I love those that don't want to listen. I love those that think I want to go ahead and do what they want to do. I'm giving my life. I'm giving my soul. I'm giving everything I got to let you know there is a judgment. There's a judgment for the righteous, and there's a judgment for the wicked. I tell you one thing, you want to be judged when the righteous is judged, and that's at the judgment seat of Christ. That's right. But the ones that are going to be judged sure after, do. after. After the millennium reign is over and God gives the last 1,000 years to mankind to prove to mankind that there's one sin that you cannot blame on the raw-headed, slew-foot devil. And that sin is unbelief because many people say you're going to hell over drinking. You're going to hell over lying. You can't go to hell over that. The only way you can go to hell is that you reject the forgiveness of your sin through the blood of Jesus Christ because when Christ comes in, to your life. He takes that sin and destroys in your life, and Jesus 
Christ, Jesus Christ takes your abode in your spirit, in your soul, in your body, and now you become a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, everything is new. And every time, good God Almighty, every time a sinner comes to Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ washes his sins away, they tell me God said, I'll cast all your sins into the sea of forgiveness, and I won't remember them no more, and I'll call you out of darkness into the marvelous light. And so when you come to the judgment seat of Christ, you will be there. But the Bible tells me at the end of the millennium reign, oh, my God, oh, my God, I don't know if I can handle this or not. Oh, my God, they tell me earth and heaven shall flee away. And the Lord Amen. God Almighty is going to sit on the throne. Woo! The Lord God Almighty. I ain't talking about this God that folks carry around in their left, left pocket. Amen. They pick him up on Sunday morning and try to go to church and, 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 and set him up. And, 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 and then when they get through with church, they say, oh, I think I done done something. You ain't done nothing. You ain't done nothing. <laughs> Amen. You fool somebody that you can't make God out of a fool. God said you a fool. He told the rich man, your soul is required to be this night. And there's yeah, a lot sure of people die tonight. That's rich. That's it. Die tonight. That's it. And their soul is not ready. There's a lot of folks that don't have a whole lot of money. Go die tonight and their soul is not saved. Their soul don't know the creator. Their soul don't know what the blood of Jesus Christ can do. Their soul is lost. And you ain't coming back. You can't come back and say, Lord, I made a mistake. Go ahead and save me now. I know where I'm going. But you Mm. better know where you're going before you die. Because if you try to wait to see if you're going to go to heaven heaven or hell before you die, most likely you're going to go to hell. That's right. Because when you become a child of God, you know where you're going. Brother Bazaar ain't got nothing to boast about salvation. Because I didn't save myself. Works didn't save me. My mama didn't save me. My daddy didn't save me. My sister, my brother, my wife did it. It was Jesus Christ took his life. His life was taken from him that I may have eternal life. And all (laughs) the praise, all the goodness, all the love, all the joy. All my mind, all my soul, love the Lord God Almighty, because he's the one that died for me. And when I get to heaven, I will look at myself and say, Lord, how did I make it? How did I make it? That's right. Amen. And I hear no grace in the background. That amazing grace. How sweet the sound to save a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now found blind, but now I see. Where are we at? People are not taking count of their soul. Their soul is lost. Please. If you're listening to me tonight, if you're listening to Brother Jackson tonight, we ain't talking off the top of our head. We are two men that well experienced with the word of God. Amen. We've been through some things. I'd have been through some things. I didn't get this off the uh, uh, top of my head. This is down in my soul. I know for one thing, for fact, if I don't know nothing else, I know that Jesus Christ can save your soul tonight. If you willing enough to come to him, you don't have to be in a church. You don't have to go to the altar in a church. You can be saved on the street corner. You can be saved in a whorehouse. You can be saved in a beer joint. You can be saved anywhere if you make up in your mind, Lord, I am not worthy to even be alive. But let me still, you let me be alive. Now, I want to serve you. 
I don't try everything. I don't try the women. I don't try. I don't try group sex. I don't try drugs. I don't try alcohol. I don't try football. I don't try basketball. I don't try being a great hero over something. But let me tell you, it didn't satisfy my soul. Why? Because Christ is the only one that can satisfy your soul. This is what it said. For since the fathers fell asleep, things continue as they were at the beginning of creation. For this they are willingly or ignorant that by the word of God, the heaven of old and the earth standeth out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that was being, being overflowed with water perished. Oh, we recall that. We recall that. Amen. Oh, what, 4,000 years ago, God spoke to Noah. And at that time, the world was corrupt. And it was corrupt because there was an event that happened in the sixth chapter of what? Of Genesis, where watchers, angels came down, came down out mm-hmm. of heaven, and they mixed really? and cohabitated. They cohabitated with human women, and they brought forth children that were called Nephilim. They were half Nephilim. angelic and half mm-hmm. human. And guess what? These angels were wicked. They became wicked. Sure were. with anything. They were nasty. Mm-hmm. They were filthy. And they were giants in those days. And they walked the face of the earth. And they were trying to destroy. Whew, they were trying to destroy mankind because Satan was angry at God. And he, was, mm-hmm. he had a... He had a a rebellion against God to destroy man and creation, and he was trying to destroy the seed. He was trying to destroy the royal seed. He was trying to become his seed, which was Jesus Christ. And he said, if I can foul up, if I can foul up the human race, I can captivate the whole world and damn it to hell. That's right. He almost did. But thank God, thank God for the faith that Noah had. It ain't how many. See, God don't need a big group to do, get a job done. He needs one or two. Mm-hmm. He needs three or four. He needs five or six. God don't need a crowd to get something done. He took little old Noah and his family mm-hmm. and told him, build a boat, man. Build this boat right now. I'm going to give you 120 years to get it done. And Noah got busy. He moved with trembling and fear. He heard a voice, and the Lord spoke to him and said, Millet out of Gopher Wood, so many feet high, so many feet long, because I'm going to let it rain, rain, rain. And Noah preached for 120 years, and those 120 years, the people looked at him and said, the man is a fool. He's a crock. He's mm. a, a crackpot. This man it ain't is. got the sense enough to even look him up. Oh, oh, see, in that day, you lived like 500, 600, 700 years old, and you had your right mind. There was no such thing as a senior citizen <laughs> in them days. Ooh, no senior citizen in that day. But through the live nine sixty nine, right. come on, people tomorrow. Well, I'm eighty years old. I'm old. You ain't old. Wait till the millennium come. In the millennium that's reign, right. good God Almighty, God's going to restore everything that Satan has tried to destroy. God is going to bring him back. Where in the millennium reign, man will live like five hundred, six hundred. 700, 800, 900 years, and he's going to repopulate the earth one man. One more test. One more test. Because he's been tried in six tests already. And guess what he got? He got a help. He got a help in innocence. He got a help in conscience. He got a help in self-government. He got a help in law. 
He got help in promise. He got help in grace. Good God Almighty. That's how depraved man is. And grace is the ultimate next to the millennium reign. Grace says you a sinner, you're low down, you ain't no good. But let me tell you, I'm going to give you a period of time to get saved. I'm going to send a Savior to save you from sin. And the world is looking at it now. I ain't worried about no God. I ain't worried about no God. I I'm, I'm doing all right. There's people in the hospital won't turn to Christ. They sit. They know they're dying, but they won't repent. There's men in prison that won't repent. There's men in a hospital. There's people on the street that don't want to repent because Jesus said I didn't, say it. Mm, mm, mm. That's I didn't say it. I didn't look it up in no dictionary found it. I looked in the word of God and said, except you repent. What? Change. I know a change coming. There is a change coming. Jesus Christ says a change. Apostle Paul says a change. Every Christian that ever received Jesus Christ said, I've been changed. I know I've been washed in the blood. If you can't sing that song with who, with, with, with meaning, if you can't sing that with real reality and tell the world, I've been changed, man. I've been changed from darkness to the marvelous light. And Apostle Peter was telling you what can happen in the last days. It said, whereby the world was, was being overflowed with water, but the heavens and the earth, which are now the same word, are kept in store. And it says, and the word was kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment, perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. The Lord, yeah. the Lord, that one day is with the Lord a thousand years, and a thousand oh, years yeah. is one day. The Lord is not slack in concerning his promise. Listen to what he says. That's right. As some men count slack. Oh, man, people land back today, man. They grew in the movement. Man, they bopping in the chopping. Oh, man, they party. Oh, they have a football game. They do what they want to do. Church folks having parties. Amen. Anniversary. Yeah. They're going around. Amen. Call themselves in the ministry, but causing nothing but confusion. But let me tell you, if you ain't doing it in the spirit of Christ, God, God don't want it. Because God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Lord, they're lollygagging. They're dressing up. They're, they're trying to find what more ways to make a marriage better. But they can't find it because it's all in the word of God. And when you take it out the word of God, it ain't going to work. People, men getting married, saying this is what God loves. That's a lie. Yeah. God ain't said nothing about no man going to bed with another man and doing what you do to a woman. And God ain't got nothing to do with that. You a liar. Oh, my God. Hey, I'm changing. I'm changing. I, I, I don't know if I'm a man or a woman. That's a lie, too, because God ain't and he made a female. What do you think, man? God made mistakes. God don't make mistakes. Man make mistakes. Satan made a mistake, the biggest one he ever made, trying to overthrow God Almighty. And men today is trying to overthrow God, saying he's dead, but he ain't dead. Because I'll tell you one thing, since he's my father, how come nobody tell me? I like to know who dug the grave. I mean, where they put him at. Amen. I like to know since he's my father, ain't nobody told me nothing about it. Amen. Because I know without a shadow of death, he lives. He lives. He lives. He lives yesterday. He lives today. He lives forevermore. Apostle Paul said, look, count it 
Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Oh. And some count slackness. In his long suffering. God is whoo, long suffering. While we are here on this earth now, God is long suffering. He'll suffer you all the way. He'll stand at the gates of hell and suffer you that you suffer not to go to hell. He'll have his hands out waiting for you to come to him. God is a long-suffering God. That's why the judgment ain't came that so quick. Why? Because God wants every man to have an opportunity to hear the gospel of the Lord. Right. Amen. I'm giving you a willing enough to let you know the tribulation period, the tribulation, I'm going to give it over to the brother. Amen. Woo! The tribulation period is a period in which God is long-suffering. God is going to give man. He's going to give Israel. He's going to give the Gentile nation. He's going to give every man on the face of the earth an opportunity to hear the gospel every day for, what, seven years. It ain't going to be no church time. It's going to be Internet. It's going to be on big screen <laughs> at Town Square in New York City. The news mm-hmm. is going to have to get off the TV set and put this on because when the gospel is going to be preached by the Jewish people, it's going to take, what, three and one-half years with 144,000 Jews preaching the gospel for three and one-half years, and nobody is going to put cotton in their ears to not want to hear because God said that before the end comes, the gospel must be preached to all the world. Amen. And it only can be preached to all the world until the Jews come up because God says, I owe the Jews. I owe the Jews my covenant. And my covenant is that I will deal with them for 490 years. I'm going to deal with the Jewish people. And at the same time, amen, I'm going to deal with them for 490 years. I'm going to engraft the church in. I'm going to start the church with the Jewish people. I'm going to start the church right. with Israel. And then after a while, the Israelites decided that they didn't want Jesus. And since they didn't want Jesus, God said, I'm going to cut them off and let them dwell with the last seven years that's going to come up on the face of the earth. But I'm going to give the mission to the church. I'm going to give the mission majority to the Gentiles and the Gentiles has failed God. Oh, my God. And guess what? I'm in it too. Amen. Uh, I ain't been perfect all the time. I've made mistakes and I did things I ain't got no business to. But God said, I want you to I want you, Jackson, to preach the gospel. I don't care if you have to stand on the street corner. I don't have to, you, have to, you have to turn yourself upside down and tell the world, for God I live and for God I die. And guess what? The Jews are getting ready for the arrival of the Antichrist. Amen. And the That's Antichrist, right. they're getting ready for the arrival of the Antichrist because God said, I'm going to give the Jews another decision that they're going to have to make. They're going to have to make, is it the Antichrist or is it the Messiah? And God's going to prove, hallelujah, God's going to prove to Israel that the false Christ is a liar. It is an instrument that the devil's going to use, and the devil's getting ready to use it. He's setting the table down. He's setting it in the church because the preachers, good God Almighty, the preachers won't preach revelation. They won't preach it. They won't stand up. They won't talk to the seven churches of Asia Minor. They won't talk to Ephesus. They won't talk to Samaritan. They won't talk to to Tartus. They won't talk to to Pergamos. They won't talk to uh, 
uh, sorry. They won't talk to what? They won't talk to Philadelphia. But Philadelphia said, uh, you don't have to talk to me because I'm going out and evangelizing the world. And now the world can be evangelized by what? By the technology that we have. We can hear the gospel from the darkest part of Africa all the way to Central Africa. We can hear all the way to Siberia. We can hear to the North Pole and South Pole because we got 600 Amen. satellites that circle the earth, and they can transmit every word that I say on this telephone, on the radio, on That's internet, right. on Instagram. The gospel will be preached. Church, Come wake on. up. Church, please wake up. Preachers, lay down that motivation speech. Take off them $500 suits and $600 shoes. Take that car down to the uh, uh, to the yard and give it to somebody. And put your, roll your sleeve up and fall on your sin bending knees and tell the folks, Jesus, coming back again. And when he come back, he's not coming back to play pinochle. He's not coming back to go to Las Vegas and pull a slot machine. He's not going down to the whole house. He's not going down to nobody. What he's going down to, he's going to go down and let you know. It's the cross or loss. And the world says, I'll take the loss part until they get to hell. And my friends, this is Elder Bazaar. I'm going to give it over to Brother uh, Jackson. He can take the last 15 minutes and say whatever needs to be said. But I want to let you know before I give it to him. You need Jesus Christ tonight. I'm not playing with you. I'm not playing with your soul. Brother Jackson's not playing with your soul. Amen. He didn't have to be on with me tonight. He, he had, a, had a rough day last night, yesterday, delivering packages and about to get tired. had to preach this morning. Amen. I called him up and told him, brother, you can you handle it tonight? He said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. Why? Amen. He didn't have to come. I'm not. I'm not paying him nothing. He ain't paying me. Nothing. Amen. You know why? Because <laughs> ain't money. Ain't no. Ain't no money in this. Ain't no money in sure this. Sure ain't. Ain't no money in this. And let me tell you, if I was gonna make a living, it wouldn't be off of just preaching the gospel. So I got to get a job, and that's what he got. He got to have a job to take care of his family. But yet and still, that's right, man. I got to. I got to preach the gospel. I got to preach the gospel, and that's what he's doing tonight. I thank God for him. I thank God for him. He's, he's the first man I met. That, amen. When we met, amen, we met on a, 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 a same phase. We left on the same frequency. We was talking about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and the return of Jesus Christ. And all mm-hmm. the eschatology that we haven't even covered. There's a whole lot of more that we haven't even covered, but we're going to get next to that next time as we go into the year because a lot of things we're saying now are being fulfilled, and it's going to come vivid. It's going to become real, and people are going to see it. And they're going to say, you know them two crazy preachers were going to preach that. You know that? that that's something they were talking about. Man, look, go look at the Euphrates River. Go look at the Euphrates River. It's drying up. What did the yeah. Bible say about the Euphrates? It says it's going to dry up. Look at Russia. Look at Gog and Magog. Yeah. Look at the wars. The little guys were talking about that. Guess what? They're fighting now. They're fighting now. What are you talking about? And here you all got your head in the air, calling like you a Bible scholar, and you don't even know the Lord's Prayer. Come on. You got That's to know right. the Word of God before you can express it to somebody else. 
And this is what me and Brother, Brother Jackson is doing, and we love doing it because somebody, somebody out there is going to hear the word, and they're going to come to Christ because Amen. there's no other way you can get out of it. You can go to you can go to any bank or any any uh, uh, bitcoins. You can go all the money thing and all his stocks and stuff. That stuff ain't gonna do nothing but rot. Amen. Don't right. don't let your don't let your soul rot in hell, because if you miss the blessed hope of the redemption plan of Jesus Christ, you're gonna rot in hell and burn forever and forever because you wouldn't come to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Apostle Paul said. If you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the Bible says, thou shalt be saved. Brother, walk on with it. Let Amen, it go. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. That was an awesome Amen, word. Brother. Amen, brother. You could you could take took it on in if you want to. I'll just listen mm-hmm. to you, man. You are you are shooting from the hip and telling the truth, man. People need to be aware that we are in the last days. So many preachers don't yeah. want to touch it. And still, amen, still don't want to touch amen. it. I, I thought at one moment we're going to have preachers start preaching from Revelation, but they still having motivation speeches and good time sermons. And, you know, I just, <laughs> all we amen, but all we can do is pray for the saints that they pray. find. This finds find salvation that they find yes, the truth before it's too late. Because you know what I've been noticing, bro. You know, because I watch YouTube, you know, and I watch different channels, and some mm-hmm. of the stuff that people are saying, and it's like, my goodness, you got so many different directions people are going, and yeah, I feel sorry for the ones who are seeking the truth, because so many people out here just. They're about money. They don't care. Yeah. They don't care about your soul. Yeah. They are about money. And I look at some, I listen to some of the people saying the nonsense that people are saying. All they're doing is just collecting money from people. That's all they care about. They'll throw out any type of nonsense. And you got people who don't have enough sense to try to seek the truth themselves. They'll grab onto some of the nonsense that these folks out here are talking about. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to say they preaching. Yeah. I'm going to say that they're talking about, and it's like people will grab onto that, and that's not even yeah. true. You got folks that are talking about uh, trying to put Satan, basically blaspheming God, trying to put Satan in the same league with God and Come all this now. type of that's nonsense. Right. Then I'm out here, here, I'm like, Lord, this this, this just can't be. <laughs> He's can't be. Is out here just playing with God. That's what they are doing. Playing with God. The, yeah, that they are playing with God, and, and folks are just following that. I'm like, man, you know, pray and ask the one true God for the truth, to decipher through the truth versus the nonsense that's out here in the world. Because a lot of this stuff, people just out here making money. They care nothing making about money. your soul. Yeah, they making money. They just out here making money, and so. We want people to receive salvation. I'm going to go ahead and open up the doors of the church. Go ahead. Open that Amen. up. Before I, before I turn back over to my brother, because I want him to no, you, pull it out, have something to say. Amen. Amen. This was nothing but God that gave me the strength of man. When I tell you, brother, I'm sleepy right now. <laughs> Amen. But God gives me the strength. Amen. I pressed press my way to church this morning and preached the word. 
Hey, man, my brother called me up and said, brother, you feel like you're going to be able to come on and do something? I said, you know what? Hey, man, God has blessed me to come this far. I'm going to go ahead and, and come on with you. Amen. So God is good to give me yes, the strength to come on and teach your word because I love God and I love the, his children. I love the family. I love the children of God, the saints of God. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if it wouldn't be for the Holy Spirit, Tim, amen. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. wouldn't I wouldn't. Be only, amen, brother. Amen, I brother. Be, it's only God. It's no. only God. The Holy Spirit that's in me. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Yes, Lord. That's it. That's it. You're telling I, I, the truth. That's it, brother. It ain't no boasting or bragging. No way. None. I don't want None. no story. I don't want no part of boasting or bragging because it, that's it, right. It, 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 it ain't not done. It's because God has given me the strength of man. I tell you, brother, I was looking for every way I could this morning to to see how I can get out of <laughs> the flesh. Came over and said, "How to get out of preaching this service?" But I was I was sleeping. So I said, "Man, let me go ahead and get up and 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 go." Because the pastor was he was expecting me. He said he couldn't wait to hear me bring the bring a word. I said, "You know what, brother?" I said, "Let me go ahead and be faithful and go ahead and go." Amen. Amen. And put it in God's hand. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Romans. Amen. Romans, the 10th chapter, verse 9 and 10. Amen. The sister said something this morning. Amen. She was saying, um, she was saying the song, the song blessed my heart. And it was the same thing that the brother said. You can't work your way into heaven. There's no way. (laughs) Sister says something. Christ paid for it. Christ paid the way. When he died on the cross, he paid your way in. Now, you're going to sit there and tell me you're going to have the nerve to say that you can work your way into heaven. You basically said that you could pay for your sins. You can't pay for your sins? There's no way. <laughs> Come on, preacher. <laughs> Man, that is a debt that you cannot cover. There, your soul can't cover that debt. Christ, no, did, Christ covered the debt for us. When he died on the cross, he took away our sins. He he washed our robes whiter than snow. Amen. Yeah. Whiter yeah. than snow. Christ did that. Tim can't do that. Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing worth I got can do nothing anything like that. Amen. I, I don't. I don't have that. I just don't have it. No. Amen. I don't have it either. You, you can pray all day. <laughs> Go read the Bible all <laughs> day. Come you on. can show all the love you want. You still can't pay for your sins. Amen. No, you just you can't. can't. You can't pay for your sins. It has to come. No. It had to come from Christ. It had to come from him. That's why God it's got to come. only begotten yes, son. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, you think about that, and you say, man, God is good. He loved me so much that he gave his only begotten <laughs> son to redeem me, a sinner. That's worthy of it. Amen. <laughs> I just want you all to be saved. Amen. A sinner. That's Amen. it. Romans, the 10th chapter, verse 9 and 10. I'm going to read the same scripture that I read this morning. Romans, the 10th chapter, verse 9. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy yeah. mouth the Lord Jesus, yeah. and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Salvation is so simple you wouldn't believe. You got folks I heard. That and 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 you know they just let the devil, uh, um, just you know, convince them 
I don't know how. I don't know if they saved or not, but they're allowing the devil to convince them that you got to work your way in heaven. You cannot work your way in heaven. You it can't must do it. Come from them. That's why. That why do you think John cried when he was in heaven, when he was raptured up into the heavens? Come and, on, and come the on. And angel said, "John, why are you crying? Why are you crying?" He was concerned that there was not one in the earth, on the earth, amen, or anywhere else that Come could on, save man's soul. But he said, he said, don't cry. He said, behold, the, the Lamb of God who comes out yeah. of the tribe of Judah, amen, he takes away the sin of the world. He died oh, on the Lord. cross. He has the victory. He has the keys of death and hell. And because of him, we are saved. You don't have Come to pay on. for your sins because you can't. Christ paid for your sins, so you've already got a ticket into heaven. Hey, all you got to do is just reach up and grab it. Just accept it. He got your ticket. Just go and get it. Go get your ticket. Come on in and, and come on into the family and live with us for all eternity. Yes, sir. Yeah, a lot of folks that don't believe it. Oh, I don't believe in that 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 stuff. And okay, brother, brother, sister, I'm gonna be praying for you. You got some folks that don't believe in one thing, always saved. Look. Come on now. Ain't no need for Christ to go back upon that cross because you sin every time. There is no such Come thing. Come on now. He died one time for a multitude of sins. That's for your future sin. That's why that's why he says it's already done. Don't you know that? It's already done. If you say, Oh, well, you mean if I sin again, you don't sin again. What you mean if you sin again? Yeah. You're going to sin. We <laughs> Come sin on, every preacher. day. What you talking about? Hey, man, somebody tried to tell me something silly the other day. I said, man, you know what? All thing we can do is pray for people. The stuff that people out here saying and talking about, you know, people, like I thought, I said, you know, brother, you have to read and study your Bible. You have to be purple on these things. Amen? Yeah. God is yeah. a Amen? That's what he does. He's going to deliver us. I'm thinking to turn back over to my brother. But God delivers us. And amen, this is what we want. We want to keep going and try to reach as many souls as we can before the return of Christ. We believe this year is the year. Amen. Come on, we know that come no on, man preacher. knows the day or the hour. Amen. Yeah. But, man, I'm saying we are close. Whether it's this We're year, but I, I just don't see the world continuing to go. With all the stuff that's going on, man, if the world was going <laughs> another 20 or 30 years, Lord have mercy. No, where would no, we be? no, no. Amen. That no. is the plan of salvation. I'm going to turn the last couple minutes back over to my brother. I know he want to announce that the show we're going to be on uh, possibly Wednesday night. If I'm not able to be on, he'll be on. Uh-huh. We'll definitely be back on the air. We want to do all that we can to save as many people as we can. Go ahead, doctor. No. Well, thank you so much, uh, Brother Jackson, for your input. Amen. And uh, I enjoy your input. And I enjoy yes, just sir. doing thank what you. i got to do these last few Fun days that we do have to dwell on this earth. Now, if you live close to the Lord and you obey him, I'm telling you this now, mm-hmm. obey him and love him, he reveals mm-hmm. to you a lot of things that a lot of people need to know, but they don't want to know mm-hmm. because they want to hang around. They just want to hang around the word of God. I'm, I don't want to hang around the word of God. I want to get into it. Amen. Mm-hmm. And show what God has revealed for those that love him and call to his purpose. Um, at this time, is anybody out there, amen, needs Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Yeah. Amen. If you don't need him, then you can tell somebody else about this 
radio broadcast, this internet broadcast, Watchman on the Wall, comes on at 5 o'clock every Sunday to 7 o'clock. I'm on Wednesday at 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock, and the brother is working pretty heavy now, and uh, I want to I set him in as much as he can, come on in, but I don't want him to deter from his job or anything like that because it would be foolish. He needs to take care of his family. So that's why the Bible says, if a man don't work, he don't eat. Amen. Amen. And I don't believe that I'm lazy, man. <laughs> I don't believe in lazy, man. And I believe in a working man, a man that's who right. knows how to get out and get that money so he can take care of his family. And uh, so we pray for him, pray for me. I'm retired uh, uh, about 15, 20.